on Young Nostalgia. It's a buy one, get one. Let's take a look. Nostalgia episode 86 coming at you. We apologize for the delay, but Ben has been working his booty off for absolutely nothing and just doesn't care about me or the podcast. <laughs> so direct all emails to LeslieSomsack at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. Fun fact, hey, that Ty. email won't go to me. So <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and send them. <laughs> ben, how you doing, big guy? Uh, I'm doing good. Unfortunately, I took that week off, but it's good to be back. Yes, it is. Yep. I'm Nolan as well. I don't know if I remember saying my name at all, but this is Young Nostalgia. Thanks I'm so Nolan, much it's for me. being I'm back here. with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we are back again for another amazing episode, episode 87. We're going to be talking more about some weird inventions. We thought we'd just kind of do a laid back, quick shooter show while we get back into it, um, into a, uh, a good groove of the podcast, doing it per week. Uh, and just getting back in it. Dude, I don't know what it was, man, but I was having some nostalgia trip the other day. I was just at work, and then I was mesmerized because I was like, oh, my God. Do you remember those times when you would buy VHS tapes, and there would be, like, movie advertise- like advertisements on the VH- VHS tape? And you'd have to, like, fast forward Oh, through, yeah, basically, like, like, almost commercials before pre- the movie even they're started. They're, like, previews that you'd normally see in, like, yeah. a movie theater. right. Like even the you know the early beginnings of DVDs still had those things, but I just can't even believe. I just remember that so well, and it's like you always try to like you put it uh, your VHS tapes in the rewind thing, and oh, you try yes. to time it up so like you you skip the commercials beforehand so you eject it. Yeah, those were some good times. Well, you know what? I'm gonna be real honest. <clears throat> it's been so long since I've watched a movie on DVD or even Blu-ray that. I didn't know that they didn't put previews on there anymore. Anymore. Do they, do they not do that? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it goes straight to the menu. Or you have like the menu button that you can press once you start the DVD and it'll go straight to the main menu. Gotcha. No, I think yeah. the only only stuff we've really done on Blu-ray in the past, I don't know, year or so was uh, we got Game of Thrones on DVD. To catch up oh, really quick, okay. um, right? And I mean, you know, something like that, something HBO related, like that's not going to have previews on it, really. I think there was some form of advertisement here and there for upcoming shows, but it wasn't really previews or anything. It it's also wasn't a movie either. You know, it's just episodes right. of stuff. So, yeah, I, right. I had no idea that the, they stopped doing that. I just assumed that they still did. Right, and that's so <laughs> weird. I just can't believe that that kind of stuff existed. It's just crazy. Yeah. Especially on something like a VHS where I can get it. (laughs) I I do remember it on the DVDs to where I remember it wouldn't let you skip through them. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, certain ones you could. Right, but it always, like, I get that because you lock your audience into watching it. But with VHS, there's nothing stopping you from just fast-forwarding right through. (laughs) Right, right. It's like, why even bother? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's for the money, probably, man. They probably got money of some sort for that kind of thing. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, crazy. you get paid for... I mean, that's the whole point of advertising. Yeah, and especially... Well, especially if it's your own production company, too. Then you're advertising... It's more advertising for your your feature films. But I, I don't know. It just seems 
kind of pointless when it was that easy just to skip over it. Right. And and it's not like the advertisements were like timeless, you know, like sometimes it'd be a movie that would be coming out later that year and it would be like rating pending. Right. So right. they don't even know what it's rated yet. But it's like, you know, which means you the movie's not even done. VH- <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And then you can watch the movie a year later, that same VHS tape. And it's like, oh, here's an ad for the movie that came out and was not actually good. Right. <laughs> or something like that. You know, it's, yeah. it's just so funny. Or if you have the a, fact a that, like, 20-year-old movie and it has previews for other 20-year-old movies. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, you know, movies would come out. And, like, even now, after a movie is, like, done with this, with this like, theatrical release, you can get it streaming within, like, a week. Right. But back then, like, you would watch a movie in theaters and then completely forget about it. And a year and a half later, it's like now on VHS, <laughs> right, bring it like, to your living room. And it's like, I totally forgot that movie even existed. Exactly. And yeah, and <laughs> now it's like, haven't been to the movie theater in years. That's not true. Uh, I haven't been to the movie theater we literally, in years. We, we literally went to go see Star Wars. Well, I wasn't done. So <laughs> I haven't been to a movie theater in years without, you know, you, me, or Kyle going to see the 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 release of Star Wars. Oh, okay. Um, but other than that, like, I just haven't gone to the movie, so I don't even see the previews there either. That's nuts. That's how, crazy. I love it. Also, side crazy. note, how how have we talked for five minutes about previews on movies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, which is this good? Okay. Professional. Wow. wow. I love it. Uh, yeah, I know. Almost six minutes. You guys rock. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Let's get into some weird freaking inventions that just didn't exactly... Uh, work out for the best. All right, here we go. Episode 87. Do you want me to take the first one or you want to take it? What do you got? What do you got? What do you, what do you want? I'll take it. I'll also, take it. I got it. I got it. Uh, okay. All right. Also, before we get started, just imagine like an auctioneer and how they talk. But what if they talk like that all the time in their <laughs> life? <laughs> See, it's funny you said that because... Uh, <laughs> uh, a show that Sierra and I are really into watching. Uh, it's called Letterkenny. Um, <clears throat> there is an auctioneer in the show, and in his personal life, every day he like he talks like an auctioneer. Just like all the time, all the time. Well, it's like it's like he doesn't try to, but he like he'll get into a rhythm of speaking, and it's like <laughs> it's almost like it's a a disease that he can't stop. It's almost like Tourette's or something. Like he can't stop <laughs> it from happening. <laughs> he just gets wound up and then he gets into it. <laughs> yeah, That's he'll be like really normal talking, get faster and faster and faster, and then he's like, <laughs> and then it'll end his sentence just like sold. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It is pretty funny. All right, so not really though. Just kidding. Okay, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so first we have the mousetrap pistol. Um, I don't have to read the description to already know that this is a horrible idea. Um, <laughs> so this is <was laughs> an 1882 invention by James A. Williams of Texas, uh, taking a extremely serious approach to mouse infestations. Um, needless to say, the product never really took hold um, as people were <laughs> pretty... <laughs> <laughs> apprehensive at keeping uh loaded 50 caliber revolvers uh just hanging out in their crawl space kitchens wherever right and it was just like this cocked and loaded pistol like on some sort of wood contraption and then right. you know like the mouse would trap it or like 
snag it and then it would fire. Right. Like, what the the way I think about it is, you know, you got to think about where where you would generally put uh, a mouse trap. You know, you're putting it against the wall or against a cabinet or something like that in an area where a mouse would normally run, which happens to be very similar to the places where you stub your toe on a regular basis. <laughs> right, so right. now instead you know, of a stub toe, your foot is just blown off. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine the cleanup after that too that's yeah, worse it just seems like uh, like a 50 cal i'm sure uh 1882 this would have been uh cap and ball um black powder but uh it seems like 50 cal might have been a little bit overkill yeah absolutely. seems like you could have gone been more effective with a really really light load uh Especially in a like a shotgun type format, like a really small barrel shotgun, it might disperse a little bit right. better. You know, no right. holes in the wall after you get the mouse. Right, <laughs> right. Or even something like maybe not even just a projectile, just something that goes bang. Give the mouse a heart attack. There you go. There you Absolutely go. Absolutely fine. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe less of a problem in 1882. But there's a lot of people who get bent out of shape with that being inhumane. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Hopefully we get our security deposit back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Next up on the list uh, is the straw hat radio. Almost exactly what you're thinking right now after I just said that. Invented by an American back in 1931. This is a portable radio stored in a straw hat. I can't even say it's like stored in a straw hat. You you have this hat with a like almost like a compass dial it looks like to probably dial in the the stations and then you have this antenna contraption that goes up like a box above your hat with a tiny little horn that's pointing out in front of you like this just doesn't seem uh, good at all. Well, it's it it seems like the 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 hat excluding the antenna doesn't look horrible. Yes, you would be looked at like a maniac still by walking down the street with this hat on. Right. But it's not really oversized until you get to the antenna part, which basically <laughs> looks like it has two poles sticking up about a foot and a half above the wearer's head. Right. Um, right. One in the front, one in the back, and it's got a wire stretch between the two, and then a wire from that runs down into the actual radio. Oh, my God. I love it. I wonder if it's a little bit top-heavy. It has to be, you know? So if you accidentally swing your head around too far, it's just kind of like, well, <laughs> oh, is, you're, in, you're in some trouble. As goofy as it is anyway, I'm surprised <laughs> it doesn't have, like, a chin strap. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> this thing is absolutely amazing. It's great. The sound quality can't be that good. Well, it's obviously just mono, too, with that horn in the front. Right. Well, I, yeah, right. I guess... In the 30s, they're not broadcasting stereo radio anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know what I'm know. thinking. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be like. <laughs> well, at this time, this just cracks me up. 1931. Also, looking at the design of the radio, that's that's AM radio too. Yeah, yeah, and it it's, it, it cracks me up just because like this guy looks like he's sitting at home. <laughs> it does. Like, the why picture, don't you just? Look- <laughs> yeah, why why don't you just listen to the radio? Which in nineteen guys like sitting in, sitting here reading the newspaper with his hat. In on. nineteen thirty one, if someone can afford a radio hat anyway, you can be sure that they have at least one radio in their house. Probably one of those yeah. big cabinet radios. Right. So if he's sitting in his house, it'd be much better off just listening to that. 
<laughs> and I don't even know what's powering this thing now that I think about it too. Right. Uh, this ha- this whole contraption is definitely not big enough for any battery of the time period. Oh, you know what? I bet that there's a mouse under the hat on a little treadmill. A treadmill. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> These are the <laughs> bringing it back into the into the mousetrap pistol. Right. 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 <laughs> Full circle. If the mouse if the mouse survives, just make it labor. Right. Put yeah. It in your hat. If, if that mouse is good enough to run the gauntlet of the mousetrap pistol, then he's good enough to. <laughs> He's physically fit enough to power the straw hat radio. <laughs> on that note, that's perfect. <laughs> so uh, next on the list, we have the cyclomer. 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 There we go. <laughs> cyclomer. <laughs> I kept wanting to say like cy- cyclopsomer or something. And I'm like, right, that's right, not the word. Right. That's not right. <laughs> um, invented in Paris in 1932, uh, the bike worked on land and C and could carry a load of up to 120 pounds, which I, based on the information and what the picture looks like, it looks like it could carry a load up to 120 pounds in addition to the rider. Right. Um, so the kind of the basis behind this is, uh, it appears to be loosely based off of a normal bicycle, but instead of, <laughs> normal wheels uh <laughs> the forks are extended and made wider and the wheel is like a, it's spherical in shape so no spokes it's like a in, flotation device kind of exactly and it appears that the wheels are <laughs> the wheels in quotes uh would be providing most of the buoyancy um but obviously that wouldn't work cuz you'd be really top heavy and then you just flop over in the water so instead they right. have uh, two smaller balls on the front handlebars as well as right behind the seat to kind of raise the center of gravity a little bit. This is just, I don't know what, this this whole bit of us describing these pictures like reminds me of some bit that like whose line is an Andy, what he would have. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of a, it's kind of the, kind of backwards. There is a bit that they have where it's, it's normally Colin Mockery in front of, uh, a green, like screen, a green screen and they're like <laughs> right. he's supposed to be doing like a news interview he doesn't know what it is behind him but they're asking him questions and he has to try to guess yeah i know exactly what right you're talking right about. yeah yeah <laughs> i freaking love whose line is anyway but oh my god but yeah this just seems so impractical like why would you want to take a bike into the water anyway like where are you going man I, what happens when you got it all you have is a bike all you have is enough money to buy a bike and somehow you have to get over to your private island. Oh, that's true. This would solve that problem. Right, exactly. Actually. Right. Or you're too lazy to actually swim laps, so you bike laps. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess the, the, you know, the traveling over water, I guess that kind of leads us into the next failed invention. Okay, that's a good one. I like it. So this one is called the Rolling Bridge. The Rolling Bridge was a British invention that emerged during the Victorian area. Um, you know, a very ideal time to be very impractical and unnatural uh, with inventions and why we use them. The invention is served as an alternative to the traditional bridge and actually enabled the user to move across the water on a rolling platform that was attached to rails down below but it looks like the capacity is only big enough for like you know maybe one car some people and then you'd roll across offload them 
load more things, take them back. So I don't necessarily know exactly why this was much of a need, but it's a it's a thing. It's almost kind of like one of those um, rail car trolleys, you know, that go back and forth up a mountain or something like that. But this is just like bridging a gap. It, yeah. It uh, it appears to be basically a ferry that just has a structure yeah. under it. Right. Right. And it just it just it just rolls back and forth, and there you go. Yeah, just like how it's, it's operated, I don't really know. Maybe it's one of those things that everyone has to like run forward to like inch it forward, <laughs> then they have to go back and then run forward and inch it forward a little bit more. You have to run forward, so it's all and manual. Like slam against the other wall and let the momentum <laughs> yeah. take you. Right. <laughs> it's all just manual, but it just seems absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, that's goofy. That's goofy. Uh, uh, okay. What is next? So I'm not sure I understand this one. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a bike tire used as a swimming aid. Yeah. So an inner tube? Kind of. They're like, they're multiple bike tires, like almost tied together how... Uh, balloon artists do and they're uh. filled with air and it's kind of put on you like a harness and then i gotcha. think you control and release the air and you could uh, uh, i guess oh go this fast that see this is the part that i was not understanding obviously um invented by italian m go Govintosa de udine uh <laughs> says maximum speed of 150 kilometers per hour, which is, equates to 93 miles an hour. And that's what got me thinking. I'm like, <laughs> this doesn't make sense because I'm thinking inner tube, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, I get how that could be a swimming aid. But I'm like, that is like, that is like a 5,000% increase in swim speed. Right, right, right. <laughs> how is it helping that it's- much? But from what you're saying, it makes a lot more sense now. Uh, here, I'll post a quick picture. Like, this is what it looks like. Like actually using it for propulsion. Right. That makes sense. Oh, boy. Just. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. They're like harnessed in. And I think they're like filled with air or whatever that would propel them forward. Yeah. I'm still not understanding. I mean, 93 miles an hour seems a little far-fetched to me. <laughs> 93 miles an hour, that's really fast especially in the water that's kind of crazy that's fast on land let yeah, alone yeah, yeah that's true yeah in water without like can you freaking imagine a vehicle. Like, how, how would that not how would that not drown you with pushing water down your throat i i don't know i don't think it would really matter what direction you're facing there's going to be water forced <laughs> into any orifice that's in front of you <laughs> yes maybe that's why it's not used anymore and then that's when the speedboat and jet ski got invented um (laughs) moving on this one is actually really amazing it's the hamblin glasses for reading in bed the glasses for reading in bed a pair of spectacles especially designed for reading in bed invented back in england in 1936 and the picture depicts somebody holding a book laying directly like horizontal on a bed with these spectacles on that almost just like come out straight from your eyes and 
<laughs> and oh my god, you look like Jar Jar Binks, dude. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> I guess no one really knows. We're we're using a Snapchat uh, video call this week. Yes. <laughs> so, oh my god. That we're playing with the filters. Uh. <laughs> That's so, great. Anyway, so these spectacles, like you're laying horizontal, and it's kind of like, okay, you know those uh, toy inventions that were kind of like those telescope things that you would like look up and they had two separate mirrors, and you would like look out. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't freaking take your I'm filter. Making faces into the film. Oh my god. Okay, but th- but that's what these things look like. Like you're laying horizontal, and it's like that you could read straight ahead of you, and then you don't have to like move your head. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's basically two angled mirrors, uh, right and f- mounted to the glasses frame that lets you look. Well, you can look straight forward, but you're actually looking down your body. So I mean, that's the premise. Right, of right. And I've right. I've actually I've actually seen those before. Uh, have you really yes i think that's not not in real life or anything but um <laughs> like i i've seen that in other places and i don't know exactly where okay. and i i realize now that that wasn't really a great addition to the conversation <laughs> but yeah he's just like oh, oh i've seen those before <laughs> <laughs> thanks ben um, but yeah well, my point i was trying to make is i think <laughs> Of all of these things, I think those glasses probably were the most mainstream, quote unquote, in relation to everything else. Um, oh, I see. Okay, like they had the biggest chances of actually taking off. Okay, I see what you're saying. That's where but I was just, going. Just imagine if you like forget you have them on, you fall asleep, and then you wake up and try to get up, but then like, like all you whoa. see is just yeah, yeah. You all you see, <laughs> all you see is just like below you, and you feel like you're like something happened. Yeah, you get oh up, you like get up to go to the bathroom in the morning, and you forget that you're wearing them, so you have to like tilt your head <laughs> yeah, way back to look God. in front of you, like look at the ceiling oh, to look God. in front. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay, uh, what's next, big guy? Mm. So, we have... <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, we have faxed newspaper. Like a whole newspaper. Yep, a whole newspaper. And the picture shows basically <laughs> like a big, wide uh, ticker tape-looking thing, although it looks like it's a foot-wide paper uh, coming out of just a big machine in a living room. Right, um, and people are like lined up reading it as it comes across. Right. <laughs> um, so in 1938, the world's first wireless newspaper was sent from WOR radio station in New York City. Um, uh, I guess it doesn't really matter to, to listeners out there, but in this photo, what Noel and I are talking about, uh, it's children uh, from Missouri reading the Missouri paper. Um, no, okay, so so this is what gets me. So you know how in, usually in newspapers, you'll start reading a, a story on page one, right? <laughs> and then they'll say continued on page 12, and you have to wait for page 12 to get there. Yeah, you probably have to wait like 20 minutes for the, the yeah, stinking yeah, thing to print. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just wonder, amazing. 1938, I wonder how it was printed, actually. Um. Because so, I mean, they had the printing press and stuff, I guess. Well, yeah, but it's being done on the fly, like a modern printer. Like, I mean, it's, oh. I'm pretty sure this thing isn't an inkjet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's uh, true. And so, 
I would assume to make this thing practical at all, it wasn't actually setting up the print blocks and stamping a page and then <laughs> resetting the print blocks and then stamping a page. Yeah. Um, right, right. <laughs> so I think that's kind of my biggest question. Uh, I guess in today's world, this would be very similar to like a blog or yeah, yeah, like an right. online, something online. <laughs> it seems ridiculous because like, if you're, it's already coming over the radio, right? So right, right, yeah. couldn't you just get all of this news just in a radio broadcast, a news channel? No, no. You have to get it through your straw hat radio. Well, I mean, that's the same thing. What if there was a straw hat radio fax newspaper machine? Oh, oh my God. And it would print it and just drop it right down in like a constant scrolling news feed right in front of your face. We're going to have to edit this out because I don't want this idea to get out. We're going to have to patent this. No, man. This is staying because that's freaking awesome. Someone's going to steal their idea. Like you're just walking down the street. Oh, something's coming in. The New York Times just released. Yeah, what if you're driving? Uh, yeah, oh my god. <laughs> it just starts coming. Coming out. Oh Still my god. Still probably safer than all those people on their phones. Right, right. Oh my god. That's amazing. That freaking cracks me up. That's great. That's a good one. Facts newspaper. It. That was that, some good material for us. Yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, i don't know if we can top that one i thought i saved the best for last but apparently that was one of the best <laughs> oh my god okay so the last thing we have here uh for our notes is the snowstorm mask it's a plastic face protection from snowstorms it was invented in canada montreal in 1939 and like picture like a dunce cap but just like over your on face. On your face. <laughs> on your face. And it looks like some of them vary in sizes. Like one lady has one that's kind of sort of reasonable. Kind of looks like a, like one, you know, just a tiny little birthday hat that you would put on. And then the lady next to her has something that's like a foot, like three feet long. And it's like in a cone shape, you know, so the snowstorm would like go around your face well, it seems oh like God. it does the same thing that like a normal face shield would do. Right. <laughs> um, but this is clear. It is clear, but it also looks like it's going to get fogged up from your breath and you won't be able to yeah, see I anything. Was about to say, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it's going to definitely get like frosty in there. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the best kind of going along the lines of what you're saying, the best thing that I can describe this is uh, do you... Do you know what Spy versus Spy is from the old? It's an old Mad Magazine comic, right? Yeah, it's a, absolutely. Like the black and white. Uh, yeah, spies. and they've got those pointy yeah. faces. That's exactly what these look like, except it's just clear over someone's face. Right. Maybe it's like an indicator of stature on how big your snow mask is, like your snowstorm mask. Like they're really like like Elon Musk would have one that's like like six miles long. Right, 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 right. Or like, what if you forget you have it on, then somebody next to you like calls your name, and then you just turn and smack them, smack them with it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you walk like a like a family's walking down the street and pass someone, uh, you know, like oh oh no we no you can't talk to him his his face mask is only eleven inches long. We can't be associated yeah, yeah. with that. Come here, Billy. Come here, Billy. Get away. <laughs> get away from the strange man. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Get away from that short mass man. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine if they like tripped and fell. On onto somebody. It would kill him. Yeah, onto, onto somebody. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like would that be murder or like manslaughter, like an accident, you know? <laughs> Death by snow mask. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Oh my god. God, that's crazy. Who's the idiot it? who thought that would be a good idea? That's so stupid. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it would pair well with the straw radio hat though. Well, you know, just like the Okay. Um I guess <laughs> Just like the radio hat. Um I feel like the idea behind this is solid, but it could have been done better. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> because it just doesn't make it's, it. It seems like sense. the snow mask would have been just as effective if it was like a pair of goggles. <laughs> right, right. And they right. could be styled a little nicer, almost like fashionable <laughs> glasses, just with like a little thing on the edges so the snow doesn't get in your eyes. Right. Just like oh the hat. God. Like, do you really need an antenna that giant? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, it, but you know, if you wear the snow mask on the cyclo- uh, c- cyclomer. And then you can just ride around on the ice, and in case you fall in, you have floaties, and your vision is not obstructed. It all works together, man. Wow. Yeah, you brought that all together. I was looking along the line, same thing you were, and I. <laughs> you brought in more than I was gonna. That, that's good. Work. That's good work there. It's all right, coming full circle. Right, right. <laughs> and they're all invented around the same time in the 1930s. It all makes sense. Uh, yeah, it. 1930s. I think the earliest one was like late 1800s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 The, uh... hmm. Wow. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are you bored? This podcast is boring me. <laughs> um, <laughs> the mousetrap pistol and the rolling bridge. Those were both uh, Victorian. Okay, yeah. Everything else, yeah, around the 1930s. That's nuts. Yeah, they had some goofy stuff in the 30s. God, that's crazy. <laughs> what a show. I loved it, man. This was episode 87. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. Hopefully you guys could unwind and laugh with us a little bit uh, and, and enjoy the uh, wonderful inventions that didn't quite make it to today. Thank you so much. As always, you can find us out there on your favorite podcast app, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, uh, sorry, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, we're out there. If you like what you're hearing, just give us a five-star review. Let us know what you like, as well as give us an email at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If you want to hear anything in specific or be a guest with Ben and I, we'd love to have you. That's uh, I took some screenshots of your face, by the way, so look out for when this episode is posted. Oh, it- also post a picture of <laughs> Ben in this filter because this is just the best thing I've ever seen. That's what you were doing. Yep. That's what you're doing. Gotcha. <laughs> Anything else, big guy? <laughs> uh, no, these these uh, shorter, little, goofy shows I, I enjoy, especially um, with the past week, especially the past couple of days that I've had. Uh, I just needed a good. I needed a good laugh. 
Right. And so yeah, this is good it stuff. was good to come back. Good to have just a, a kind of a nonsense show like this. Hopefully next week we might have a good show. I, I don't, I don't want to say that I won't be able to record next week, but I also can't make any promises. So, um, we'll have to kind of end on a, okay. I shouldn't say end. <laughs> have to kind of leave it podcast, off, leave podcast. it off on a good note. Yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> I love it. Don't worry, man. We love you guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us. And that's all we got. As we always, well, you look like a freaking fish. <laughs> As we always say here on Young Nostalgia. <laughs> Keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>